1: Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, April 26, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. Dwayne Long is here and so are his dogs. That's okay. Those of you watching on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, please smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. We need the subscribers. It helps us with our bosses and we appreciate that. But today, we're going to get into a lot of Buckeyes content. The draft is coming up. There is major recruiting news on the front, and there are transfers of plenty now that the portal has become part of our lives. We'd love to answer as many of your questions as possible. Please submit them. That makes our life a lot easier. Let's us know what you want to talk about. Dwayne, we got off to a little bit of a late start. How are you this fine morning?
0: I'm good. It's spring, and... and uh I'm feeling pretty good.
1: All right. Let's talk about the news of the day. It does seem like there are transfers about every other day with Ohio State. And I'll say this. You're going to be hard-pressed to watch a college football game this coming season if you're not watching Ohio State without seeing a former Buckeye on there. Let me give you a list of names and where they have landed recently or just as this whole thing's gotten started. And this is not necessarily in order, but there's some real interesting ones here. Bryson Shaw goes to USC, Seven Banks to LSU, Legend Cavazos, North Carolina, Cormonte Hamilton, Memphis, Darian Henry Young, Kentucky, Ryan Watts, Texas, Craig Young, Kansas, Quinn Ewers, Texas, Jack Miller, Florida, Ryan Jacoby to Pitt, Dallas Gantt, Toledo, Kavon Pope, Tennessee State, and we still got to find out where Andre Turrentine, Jacoby Cowan, and Noah Potter are going. That sounds like a long list. Is there any guy on that list that caused you tears when he went out the door?
0: I was not happy about either Ryan Watts or uh, Andre Turrentine. I don't think they showed any amount of patience. Uh, Ryan Watts was was playing. And I think and Andre Turrentine was, too. He was going to play. They're just too young, and they're quitting on this too early. Now, overall, i got to say I am pro uh, transfer portal. I think that mostly what you had there, when you look down that list, ask yourself, when did you see those guys on the football field? And you're probably going to say high school. You know, they just weren't getting playing time here. And that's a plus. How many how many times did you look over the roster over the years, Dan, and see guys that you're they're not gonna play here? They're not gonna play here, tying up scholarships and just not helping this football team. Well, now they can go and they don't have to have the penalty of having to sit out a year. So overall uh, I believe the, uh, the portal, if for no other reason than open up a, a, a scholarship, I think that's a good thing. And and it's going to, as we, you know, we're really just now getting used to it. We'll, we'll, be, we'll see that it's a plus. We've got uh, open scholarships and uh, a depth chart that's going to be better because you're not tied up with guys who are not going to play here. They just didn't develop enough. Or they, you know, coaches make bad decisions all over the country. You can look at the NFL draft. Uh, there's bad decisions made about personnel. And you're not, they're not uh, uh, clogging up your, uh, your roster um, with the portal.
1: Yeah, I think there's two major things at play here. One is that, as you can see from the list, it's clear Ohio State has had a change in defensive management. Most of these guys are from the defense. The notable uh, offensive players are both quarterbacks, and those are almost one-off situations. So you brought in a new defensive you know, mastermind, and these guys don't see themselves playing long-term, or at least short-term, getting serious minutes. And I think what's also happening is I don't think you're going to have guys wait around now just for a role. I think the guys are going to wait around are doing so thinking they're going to be a starter. I don't look at many guys on this list and think they were guaranteed to be starters at any point in time in their career here by that. I mean, guaranteed. So they're going to try and find that starting spot. Not sure I can blame them the way things work now. And this is all a result of the fact that there's no need to sit out for a year. Look, if you have interest and USC wants you to start, or you want to sit on the bench at Ohio state with a guy who may not even have recruited you and don't have a spot for you. I'm not sure I can argue with any of these guys. And Ohio State should do okay in the addition market as well. Let's talk about another guy. Cedric Baxter was a running back we had our eyes on. Apparently, he did not have his eyes too much on Ohio State. He announced his top five. Ohio State is not in it. They do have a commitment from Mark Fletcher, but we're looking for another back to go with it. Your thoughts on Baxter picking elsewhere?
0: Uh, It's disappointing. Because uh, this has been, you know, we've got uh, I, I, bell cow backs. We, we got four of them in, in this class. And uh, uh, two of them were never looking at us. Uh, and the other two, well, we don't know what's going on with Richard Young. Uh, when Wilt Fong uh, uh, says, uh, he, when he puts a crystal ball in, it makes you nervous. Uh, or it makes you happy. They, he's right quite a bit and he's got him crystal ball to Alabama. You want to have a guy that you can turn around and hand a ball to and know he can make yards. Yeah, we everybody's pass happy, and that's not going to change. But having a back that can make defenses uh, be concerned about the running game, that's big, and we got one right now. And we may have him for another year, well, I, he's only a sophomore, yep, so, but it' have a nice it'd be nice to have a guy waiting in the wings who's just as good. And uh, well, uh, now let's let's I want be be um, be straight with you here on Fletcher. He's not one of those uh, he's not a bell cow, but he's damn close enough. He's a good looking back, really good looking guy. Uh, he's a throwback kind of back. Uh, when I was growing up, guys that were 6'2", 225 pounds uh, were pretty common. Um, nowadays you don't see him. well, we got one with him. This kid's got he's got uh, the ability to change directions uh, at speed. Uh, obviously he's got power. he's got top end speed. he's got it all. You know we've got him in the, in the uh, c- composite at the number eight back. And I believe um, 247's got him at number seven. I got him no lower than number six in this class. And like I said, this this class has got some great guys at the top end. So we are really happy, really happy to have Fletcher.
1: Michael Campbell is a Notre Dame fan. He likes the Bucknuts Morning Five. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, Cedric Baxter – um, it turns out, I don't think he was just too high on Ohio State. And I do think the addition of Fletcher probably turned him off a bit. Richard Young will be visiting on in the June 24th to 26th weekend. That's going to be a big one here. The word is, yes, Will Funk did throw the crystal ball to Alabama, but Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama are in the mix. So I think Ohio State's still in it for that one. We will have to see. I could see Evan Pryor and uh, Fletcher being a nice one-two punch themselves at some point. Let's talk about the NFL draft just for a little bit here. Hold on a sec. There we go. It is going to be Thursday evening. We had Dane Brugler from The Athletic on the show last week. I encourage you to go and listen to that. You will not get a better deep dive on Ohio State prospects than we got. If you can't find that podcast, you can always go to our YouTube page, Go to the playlists. Every single thing we do is on there. Every Bucknuts Morning 5, I think there's over 200 on there in order. Since we've done them, if you miss anything, you can go watch it. Dane's is great. Nothing has changed draft-wise since we did it, and there's a complete breakdown of each guy and where he thinks they'll go. Garrett Wilson is his top receiver on the board. He does think Chris Olavi will be a first-round draft pick. You've got Jeremy Ruckert in the mix, Thayer Mumford, Nicholas petit Frere. Of the guys going in the draft from Ohio State, who do you think has the best chance to have like a 10-year career?
0: Oh, I think you got to go with uh, – there are several. Uh, Wilson, uh, Alave, I am a big Rutgers fan. Uh, I think he's got tools that uh, were not fully implemented here, and I think in the NFL we'll see him show that he can be – a one of those guys that drives defenses crazy running down the middle of the field, making, uh, making catches and, and able to, uh, uh, get yards after the catch. That's the guy. And I have always believed in Nicholas Petit Ferrer. I think that, uh, he could be, seems to be falling down the draft order there. There's some currents about it, concerns about his strength and size, you know, trying to keep keep weight on him, and we know that that's one reason why he did not make a uh, splash earlier here at Ohio State. Was what was he like, two hundred sixty five pounds, something like that, and they couldn't get him up big enough to to have an impact at this level. So uh, it's it's legitimate. It's definitely legitimate. So um, the, I I like those guys.
1: If I had to actually bet on who would have the longest career, I think I would go with Jeremy Ruckert just because a tight end who can block and catch, he may not be a pro bowler, though I think his upside is there. You can't beat a guy who can do both, and you can play for almost forever. They're tight ends who play 10, 13 years in the league like it's nothing. All right, we're going to start taking some questions here. We already hit this one from Paul Edworthy, but I'll reveal it. What are your thoughts on all the defensive players entering the portal? Yeah, for the most part, it's guys who weren't going to play here. As Dwayne said, Andre Turntine, maybe one who jumped the gun a bit. But for the most part, I think it's the, the roster kind of self-processing, if that makes any sense. All right, Dane, how about this? Dane, Dwayne, excuse me. Dane and Dwayne from Emma Caldwell. Who do you think has the better offense, Ohio State or Michigan? It might be a debate with the offensive line, but as far as weapons, it's the Buckeyes to me. You want to take that one, Dwayne? Well, I
0: think it's it's obvious that it's the Ohio State. This was the mo- most prolific offense in college football last year. Had a Heisman um, Heisman uh, quarterback in, in C.J. Stroud in his first year as a starter. Uh, Trayvon Henderson was talked about not just by Ohio State people, but uh, uh, many people around college football as the best um, running back in in the country. And then you've got receivers. The only reason they were sitting the benches because we we got a couple of first rounders out there. So you know, I I, I think that this will be the best offense. Offensive line got some holes to fill. If they plug those, this is going to be just like last year. They're going to run up and down the field. You better hope that you can match them, because they're. uh, (laughs) And I don't know if you're going to be able to. I really am excited about the defense now.
1: Yeah, I don't see that as even much of a of a comparison there. Ohio State's going to have the number one quarterback, number one receiver, and number one running back heading into the season, and like you said, yes, the offensive line and the tight end needs replaced, but their replacement at left tackle was the number one left tackle on the board at one point. So very confident that Ohio State will have a much better offense than Michigan. Question from Gordon. Are transfers guaranteed a starting spot on the new team? I assume he's speaking generally there, and my answer to that would be, it depends. It's probably a case-by-case basis. I remember when Jonah Jackson came here, I'm not saying he was guaranteed a starting spot, but I think they brought him in from Rutgers expecting him to be a starter. Dwayne, if I have, Dwayne and I have discussed this before, though. Ohio State is not the kind of place where you can just guarantee someone a starting position who's not already on the roster. There are guys who are backups here who are more talented than starters elsewhere, and so that's a challenge. I don't. It'd be very difficult for me right now to see how you could add someone from the portal at this point in time, good enough to come in and start for Ohio State at almost any position. Dwayne, do you agree or disagree?
0: Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more, Dan. We're not going. We were talking about this. Uh, you and I have talked about it, uh, and and you know, it came up on the on the message board. Um, it would be nice to add some interior offensive line help. Well uh how are you going to do that <laughs> because the, the starters are set it's it's you want a backup well who's going to sign up to be a backup anywhere you know it's it's just not the way it works these guys that that are trying to that are transferring out they're expecting to at least get a shot at a starting uh starting position and it's just not available here you're not going to come in and start. So uh, trying to get an offensive lineman in here, and that's really the only place where there's uh, a shot at any kind of playing time. It's just, they can't guarantee it. It's, that's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's not just think about this. If you're going to go add a transfer, the guy you're adding is probably a guaranteed starter and star of his other team. To come to Ohio State to be a backup, I don't see that happening. I guess there's possibly some down-the-road development where you could got a guy who starts at quarterback at a lower school who would think that being in the Ryan Day you know, tree of trust may infect their NFL potential possibly, but that's an abstract situation. I don't even think that would happen. All right, X-Chrome Sausage X. Is anyone worried about keeping Julian Fleming away from the transfer portal? Heard very little about him this spring and don't trust programs like the one like Alabama to not recruit him away. I don't think he's going to transfer. I think he would have already done that. His reason for not playing in the spring game was a little bit of a nagging injury. He's battled nagging injuries, and I think that's the issue right now. I do think if he's healthy, he's going to get a chance to shine this year. I don't see him as a transfer candidate. Dwayne, do you disagree or agree?
0: He's. I don't see him transferring. He he knows why he's not playing. He's not playing because the kid can't stay healthy. I mean, he just can't. He's dressed for the spring game, and somewhere in there, he hurts himself. He's just right now uh, not holding up real well, Uh, you know, physically. And that's what it is. He's not upset about playing time because he doesn't think he's getting a chance. Uh, I actually say this. I'll go as far as to say I could see him uh, giving up football quicker than I see him uh, transferring. He's just been a great kid. He's settled in here. He's happy other than the fact that he can't stay healthy and stay on the field.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, He just needs a chance to show his talent. He got a little bit of a chance in the Rose Bowl last year. And you know, is expected to take on a much bigger role this year. So keep in mind too, you've got three receivers above him on the depth chart, I guess, tangentially there, but not everyone stays healthy all the time. The idea of, of uh, four or five receivers getting burned this year, if someone tweaks a hammy, is something you have to be um, prepared for. All right. This is a crazy question. If Ryan day loses to Michigan and Notre Dame, Dwayne, is that cause for termination? No,
0: no, we, we've been discussing this on the boards. We had a conversation on the message board about Ryan Day going three and three over the next six years and not winning a national championship. But he, he wins over 100 games. So, how are you going to fire a guy that, you know, that's an average of 10 plus wins a year? No. It's absolutely – people are being ridiculous with this. I mean, this is Ohio State, and you expect a challenge for championships. But you, you got to be realistic, and that is how many programs would be happy with a coach that won 100 games in eight years and split with their biggest rival, who's one of the uh, uh, crown jewel programs of college football, in addition to uh, your school. Come on, that, no, or he's not going anywhere
1: Scott Kaczynski uh, wants to talk a little bit more about Julian Fleming Hoping Julian can pull a Johnny Dixon Agreed, there were many times that uh, we thought Johnny Dixon would be done He was bone on bone in his knees at some point And he's still hanging on, got a cup of coffee in the NFL And is now trying to make it in the USFL Keep in mind, and I've said this many times, Terry McLaurin is about to sign a contract for over $20 million. There was never a day at Ohio State he was above number three on the depth chart. So that's the guy you want to look at when it comes to stick-to-itiveness. All right, Dwayne, we've been asked questions about the Buckeye guy. I wanted to know if any more players are going to transfer in the near future and B. Gorman 24 gets specific. So let's hit it like this. What do you think the chances are Marcus Crowley hits the portal I just don't see playing time for him. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I where does he fit? I love him. I think he's a great, talented kid, but he needed to uh, make his mark and establish himself on the depth chart. Uh, and after what we've seen out of, well, we know about Henderson. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you uh, you don't get, give the ball to Pork Chop much. That's my boy, Pork Chop. Um, he's, he's a back that just, he's, you're, you're not going to get him off his feet real easy and having a back that is going to get something after contact that is going to beat a tackle. If he doesn't, uh, wrap up and bring this kid down, it really helps. And then prior, if you saw the spring game, the, what he can bring to the lineup, he is so fast, so elusive. And I believe, you know, you can run him into the line. You can't run him into the line 20 times, but you can run him into the line a few times. He's going to make people miss. And it, uh, him in the middle of the field with this his speed, uh, you're not going to catch him. Those guys are going to be hard to unseat. Crowley needed to be in the pecking order before, um, uh, in particular, prior. Uh, Established himself, so I don't. I'm not going to be surprised at all if uh, if Crowley goes on and leaves.
1: I was a big fan of Crowley, still am. His issue is he just hasn't been able to stay healthy for long enough stretches, and then in that time, um, guys have hopped him on the death chart. So I don't see it working out for Crowley here. Look, it's possible. Anything's possible if he sticks around. You know, running back is a tough spot. And you can be down to your third stringer and a heartbeat. So I think there's a chance, but if he sticks around, he's going to be buried. Wouldn't surprise me to see him boogie. He is a Floridian and I do think there'll be a lot of interest in him. Should he want to hit the portal? Last question. Can we get Cardell Jones or Schottenstein on the show more regularly? Brian Schottenstein. NIL is the future of OSU hoops and footballs from Ryan Snyder. Ryan, we have had them on twice. They are tight with Mr. Dave Biddle, and we will have them on as much as we can. It's clear the transfer portal is going to play a huge role in uh, recruiting going forward. Will it upset Ohio State or can make any real changes? We will see. All right, we will answer one more question because we're those kind of guys. 2022 players watching the transfer portal door is your concern now from Michael Campbell. Michael's, of course, our Notre Dame fan who is praying that some of the players will choose Notre Dame after leaving Ohio State. Probably not going to happen, but we appreciate him coming, getting in here. Mike Wyatt, I would suggest you go to the front page. He asks, and that's the last question. What happens if the Buckeyes go over the 85 limit? They won't. Go to the front page right now of our site, and you will see a complete breakdown of the roster, the depth chart, etc. And it addresses every possible situation. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. We appreciate all the questions. Have a good one, Buckners.